technology is designed to uh, deliver some value, but it's got to be deployed in a strategic way, like in a thoughtful kind of a way. So, you know, I think we've, we've all heard the stories of somebody that said, yeah, Salesforce didn't work for me. And it's like, okay, well, if it didn't work for you, then probably you didn't go into it like with a, you know, much of a plan. podcast goosedigital.com who do we have robin crawl personio jen pugsley michael turksani all right we are looking at crm because it's it's becoming more of a topic area in our digital roadmaps uh, with our insurance customers we want to talk about uh, the benefits of a crm and some of the, the, the things you got to look out for, the challenges, having a CRM in the business and what that's going to look like. Um, this is an area that Christopher O'Neill loves because he uses a CRM every day, every day, every, every day of the week, he's using the CRM. Yes, I do. We've been using Salesforce inside of Goose Digital for, I don't know, five, five, six years since, since the beginning. So we, we know what it can do and, and, and are, are eating our own dog food in that regard, but there are a number of different ones out there. So why don't we talk about, we've got a few different benefits of having a CRM, but why don't we just take, first of all, a quick step back as, you know, what are we hearing out there? Maybe we'll start with you, Robin, and then Chris, and then Jen. What, what are we hearing right now when we're in these roadmaps, when we're in these strategic conversations about the role of CRM and why it's becoming a, a topic area? I think one of the things that we are hearing first and foremost is this need for visibility. So understanding uh, both from the lead perspective, so net new business that's coming in, but also the opportunities that are coming from the customer side. So cross sell and upsell. Um, and you know, the idea that there are all these things that are happening out there, so these, these opportunities, but there isn't a system in place to understand, you know, the, 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 what the volume of the leads are, where they're coming in, uh, where they are in the, state, the pipeline stage, how long they're taking to close, um, what they look like, who's handling them, uh, where they are from a communication perspective. And, and I think a lot of brokers are struggling with, they may have some of that within uh, a platform, but a lot of it lives outside of a platform. So it's very difficult to be able to report back and say, this is what we're doing. This is how far along our opportunities are and understanding the, the, the value of what's going on. And, um, you know, that's a challenge really across the brokerage, whether you're talking about the, the salespeople who are probably doing a lot of or actually working with those opportunities all the way up to the senior leadership who are looking for, you know, trying to understand what's going on in the business and looking for, for answers. Absolutely. And the, uh, uh, oftentimes, the the um, uh, inspiration for for getting into a CRM is around the visibility of of information. And so, there's a lot of platforms, those BMS platforms, 
uh, oftentimes are not really friendly toward getting, you know, getting access to the information. There's a lot of work that would be involved in sort of manually mashing up a report. And what we're hearing uh, from a lot of the broker leaders out there is that they want to know sort of what is in the pipeline, what stage is it at, um, you know, what's, what is, you know, the volume, what, what are we going to need to be able to, um, to position with our customers and not having any of that information readily available. It, there's a lot of guesswork, a lot of guesswork going on uh, in terms of what's going to be coming down the pipe, what is actually going to happen. There's a lot of manual sort of uh, conversations that have to happen with uh, producers. And it's, you know, for, for a lot of folks right now, I think looking at, um, you know, at the marketplace, it's, I think, I think it's more and more one of the things that is a, almost like a have to have, you, you have to be able, if you're attracting new, uh, you know, new uh, producers into your, into your brokerage, you're going to have to have a system that's going to be able to give them the accessibility to that information. What, you know, what's, uh, what's coming down the pipe. So I think that's, it's almost like, getting to the point where you know where we saw it um you know we've seen it for 20 years in tech and we've certainly seen it uh you know in distribution and, and warehousing and so forth these are these are our um, our verticals that have adopted these platforms and it's an absolute have to have and i think that's becoming more and more the case uh, among uh, the insurance brokers jen yeah I think visibility as well. I see it on our side for visibility. Um, some of the programs I work with are are far more advanced uh, in their journey with CRM. So even if they've had CRM for you know five plus years, um, where I kind of see a lot of a lot of the need need and conversations going is leveraging CRM data for better marketing automation programs. So things like uh, better personalization, uh, more real-time triggers, um, the whole sales piece and, and, and providing them alerts. So it, it's definitely a journey and I think it all comes back down to visibility. Um, but the, the, there's different challenges, I think, across, across that journey, even if you have had you know, a, a, a Salesforce CRM for, or any other kind of CRM for quite some time. So. Yeah, maybe just add something in that we've heard even as, as early as yesterday on, on one of our our calls through the roadmaps that you're on, Robin, around, um, you know, the online and offline process. I mean, I think there's a lot of digital uh, kind of pigeonhole conversations going on around driving value, say, with marketing automation and not realizing how much of that traffic or demand that you can create will actually hit the phone room or will hit your, your conversations um, offline. And the moment that happens, you, you sort of have to have a, an ability to look at all those things together. So if you're running a cross-sell program or you're running you know, inbound lead gen or you're running these elements kind of all in unison, we know that there's going to be a high percentage of those uh, leads or e-commerce transactions, if you're doing e-commerce on insurance, that will fall off and you know that that funnel and then land in a in a either an inbound phone call an inbound email or potentially even having to follow up with that so i think a crm gives you that kind of single single view of the of, of what's going on from that angle and a lot of flexibility in uh, next generation crm or current generation crm uh, 
potentially unlike the BMS, depending on what BMS you're using and how far along it is in the uh, in really activating strong digital touch points. So that's another kind of need that's come up where they're now realizing, well, we can't just have an email thing over here firing off thousands of emails a week, potentially, and no ability to really manage that through a, a proper CRM uh, environment. Okay, so I mean, I think we've all touched on a, a few of the benefits, but why don't we start with um, the visibility piece? Because I know that that one came up. If you want to kick that off, Chris, and then maybe Robin back you up, and then we can go into uh, the next one of the next kind of areas here with Jen kicking it off. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so visibility. One of the things that um, that maybe a, a term that's overused or you know underused uh, is uh, digital transformation. And so, when you have sort of your information digitized. That means that you can sort of, you know, you have accessibility to it from wherever. Whereas we're seeing some things in the uh, insurance world right now where there's this whole go paperless thing, this whole sort of like, let's take everything out of paper and make it, you know, make it more digitally available. Um, and that's really what I think is, is, is probably one of the driving forces, uh, you know, behind some digital transformation is the fact that industries are actually like dictating, hey, we're going off of paper now. So it's like, Okay, so if everybody's going off paper, that's actually going to deliver a whole lot of value across the whole chain. So you've got that opportunity to, to kind of move from your system of, of, uh, of record being in this inaccessible place in a BMS to actually maybe moving it into an accessible place in a CRM. I'm not saying you, you can get away without a BMS because you need that policy management, you need that ability to integrate with the industry and all that kind of stuff, that's, that's a given. But the question is, what's the best way of, of uh, positioning your data, your actual business data, so that you have access to it, so that you can sort of produce reports and dashboards that will be helpful for both the stakeholders and people working in your, uh, in your various departments to be able to do their jobs. Well, that's where that CRM sort of has multiple, it has multiple values. So I talk about pipeline and accessibility to see what it is that's, that's coming down the pipe. That's just one sort of department. That's one, one aspect. That's the thing that I kind of like live in. But I know that Michael and Robin and Jen, they've all got their various needs for having access to the data. And whether you're in a brokerage or whether you're in a tech firm or whatever, access to that data is what digital transformation is all about. So to me, it's like, it's, it's uh, you know, said this before, it's, it's, it's definitely a given. We're, we're definitely at that stage where uh, a broker has the, um, you know, the, there's, there's a lot of different versions and, and, um, and, and uh, uh, products that are available. Um, you know, whether you go with a sales force or something, you know, not quite as, uh, you know, maybe uh, pricey or, um, you know, sort of capable as a sales force, you really do want to sort of move to that, uh, to that ability to keep your system of record accessible so that you can create that, uh, that visibility. And, and just gonna sort of to add to that, Chris, um, you know, there's that system of record, but if you take a step back and you think about, you know, where do all the interactions start? Well, some of them, and by interactions, you're thinking about sort of that customer journey. Right, so we can start um, online through you know, uh, any commerce platform. It can start with uh, a phone call coming directly to a broker or through to a call center. 
it can start, well, it used to start, may start again with, uh, you know, somebody coming into an office or a face-to-face -face meeting. And then those channels can continue, intersect, go back and forth. So there's no such thing as, or there's very rarely a journey that follows one single channel, right? So it's the integration of those different channels. And you need to be able, in order to understand how you went from um, A to Z, you need to have um, a platform that allows you to uh, have that visibility with all of those channels coming in there. So you think of a CRM, which really can bring in data from e-commerce, can bring in data from marketing automation platforms, can integrate with call systems, can allow salespeople um, from wherever they're working to be able to, um, you know, to, to update data all with that same single record. And that's really that power and that is essential for that visibility to go end to end. Cool. Yeah. Jen, did you wanna maybe just talk a bit about, um, kind of lead us into some, a little bit around marketing and lead management and if you wanna build on maybe the visibility component. I think that's yeah, kind of so the I next big benefit we wanna drill into. Thinking about what you were talking about, Robin, um, you know, if we, and we, if we look at that funnel and we kind of go beyond air cover into lead management and nurtures, this is really where timing, personalization, and all of that stuff is in that, and again, that visibility over to sales, but over also into marketing really comes into play because you're not going to convert on that on, on those first few steps, right? So what does that process look like? And how important is it to really leverage that data and accurate data in order to make your next drips of, of reach outs and nurtures highly personalized, highly timed, um, have all of those alerts and visibilities and scoring if you're if you're playing in the scoring world back over to sales um, to really to really drive that sale. I think, Robin, one of the things you mentioned, um, you know, and maybe we can kind of touch on this a bit is that I think for, for brokers, it's hard because the BMS is always, they, they look at the BMS as their system of record, right? So I think, but in a lot of cases we've seen, they're not using their system of record, their BMS for sales, for even that, you know, it's heavy on the policy, you know, personal lines, customer side, but not so much on the lead side. So even if you make the decision that we're going to, bring in a CRM and, and then and our two-year goal is to get everything in there. I think there's so much value at that, at, at the lead to, to customer stage that that can't be overlooked anymore. And I think that's what we're hearing. Yeah, I think the other thing, we just add something in there around the CRM from a marketing perspective is that, I mean, the data is there obviously inbound. And if, if you're using it to your point, Robin, to have uh, a multi-channel touch point, you know, so you can, if it starts on the phone or if it starts over email or chat, or if it starts actually from an abandoned um, e-commerce process, you're, you're using that within one component within the CRM and getting to, you know, the visibility that we touched on earlier. But I, I, the other kind of key element, at least from a marketing and, and, and lead management perspective, is that CRMs, all, they, all, they all have a native campaign. Most of them have a campaign um, element to them. So they understand and they're natively built around 
what is the campaign that this customer could be a part of? So just again, looking mainly from a, you know, CRMs can do a lot of things, service and, and, and sales, but from a sales perspective, they support that campaign linkage. So you're able to now not only say, well, this is the journey of that customer, but where did they actually come from? What was that campaign we ran? And then subsequently see the marketing attribution related to that. So when you think of your BMS and going back to customer management and some of that for small brokers, they probably get away with, you know, leveraging the BMS, especially if it's, if it's a, a newer, newer one that has a, a, a reasonable level of customer management and some lead management aspects to it. But when you start to get into really scaling up those marketing programs and saying, I'm really, I'm, I'm looking to drive growth here. We're looking to drive out thousands of policy, new policies a year and beyond. You really have to have your campaign attribution down. And that's, that's where these systems kind of are out of box support that. And then of course, being able to tie that through to your marketing automation and your ad spend and know exactly what's going on. So that's often a kind of a thing that I don't think we talk a lot about um, in, in the CRM world that, that without it for us, for example, we'd be blind to, to understand our, our marketing performance uh, through the funnel. Well, and frustration around it's and I and I know now where you were going with the lead management, but it's it's frustrating from a marketing perspective if you're um, if you're trying to figure you know there's so much sorry what I'm trying to get out is that there's so much more um, labor intensive to move to move those people in and out of those programs in your nurture cycle. So without the campaign entity, it's super labor intensive to look and say, actually these, you know, 50% of these people have made an action. We got to get them out of this bucket. If you're slow, so, solely working in a marketing automation platform and you don't have that connectivity, it's, it's very labor intensive. And we're, you know, programs. So let's talk a bit about, you know, I, I think ease of use is probably a given, so I don't want to go too much on that. I think we probably can all envision what a what a modern web application would look like, whether it's, you know, depending on the CRM of choice, it's likely going to be fairly easy to use, mobile optimized, giving your, to your point, Chris, earlier, a younger generation of staff um, something that they can really accelerate into and just and just right out of the gate kind of get moving on. So we are asking people to track activities and 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 you know log their their efforts through a system. No one no one wants to use something that is you know a ten years old desktop application or you know that they're being forced to do it right and then beyond. We know some of these systems go go much older than ten years everybody's going to prefer to use a modern web application if they, if they were given the opportunity, which just makes everybody's life a whole lot easier. So I don't, I don't think we need to go too far down the ease of use as a benefit. Um, tons of ways to screw up a CRM implementation. You know, you can have a million fields and you can make that ease of use quickly go away if you're asking people to click a button a million times. Um, but let's just say for a minute, you know, the, the ease of use factor is kind of a nice one. Let's talk about the cons because I think there are a few, not maybe a cons, not the right word, but there, there are kind of challenges or things that you're going to have to look out for. Um, the first one being Jen, why don't you start with this one? 
because you brought it up, it was really around, it's one more system now that lives in the environment. So how do we deal with that? Yeah, I think for insurance providers, it's one more system, right? We've got the BMS, but it's not just the BMS. There's every carrier has their portals, right? That you're in, you've got CompuQuote that you're in. Um, you know, so it's, it really does become another system. And that's why it was my point about just carving off potentially your prospects and how you deal with the entire lead process is it would be a really good win and not having to really try to get your head around the entire thing. Um, and I think that is the reality of where the industry is at. Um, there isn't going, you know, we're not there yet. And to have all of that connectivity in one system for all. And um, I think that's where everybody hopes to get, but so it, it's daunting. Oh, it's a concern that there's another system kicking around and, you know, yeah. depending on the level of integration that you can achieve between those two systems, um, you know, that is one more, that certainly is a consideration. Um, but I will say on that, that the producers, you know, it's interesting when I, when we get in here and we look at the producers, there's a lot of producers that, that actually don't live in the system either in the BMS, right? That that's largely, and, and I'm not but that's yeah. largely CSRs and account managers, whereas producers have a lot of their lead stuff in Excel sheets and right. So. Yep. Um, what about, um, what about the other cons just around sort of uh, data accessibility, Robin, do you want to talk about that between the, between yeah, the and us? Um, yeah. Uh, I'm just thinking about um, more of a challenge, I guess, than anything. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's more of a challenge. I mean, I guess it's any platform and I'm not sure if you meant um, accessibility or sort of the, usability of the data because with any platform Both. we've kind of seen this with the bms is kind of you know it's it's you know garbage in garbage out not um putting data in the right you know not putting the right data in the right field and that's certainly a challenge we hear from every single broker that we we speak to is that there isn't really a, a concept of data governance. So, uh, you know, one sales team might be using certain fields to enter a, a business name or the main contact, and another same sales team might be using another one. So those same uh, issues could arise with the CRM. So, you, you know, this, it's, it's a matter of, of putting together a, a plan and a data governance and understanding how you're going to use the platform. So again, it's not, certainly not a con, but it's something that needs to really be thought about uh, before you go ahead and uh, use your CRM. Yeah, I think we've, I think we've, we've, mm -hmm. we've certainly, hopefully, um, you know, come beyond that sort of idea of, um, you know, I get this technology and oh good i've got access to all my pipeline i've got you know a nice work sales work sales and marketing workflow and all that's good no that's not what the technology is designed to the, the technology is designed to uh deliver some value but it's got to be deployed in a strategic way like in a thoughtful kind of a way so you know i think we've we've all heard the stories of somebody that said yeah salesforce didn't work for me and it's like 
Okay, well, if it didn't work for you, then probably you didn't go into it like with a, you know, much of a plan. Um, but we, we certainly are, I think we're at the stage now where most of the conversations we have, there's an understanding of what the technology and I think the, you know, the, the sort of the old adage of, of uh, you know, don't replace strategy with technology or don't, don't think of technology being a strategy. It's like a piece of things that you do, but it's not the, the answer in itself. So, you know, for people that are looking to take their, um, their uh, you know, sales and marketing data and digitizing it and making it possible to sort of have visibility of it and to use it in a, in a thoughtful way, well, yeah, like CRM can make a huge contribution to that, but it has to be deployed in a, in a, in a thoughtful way in order to make that happen. One thing I would add also is um, interconnectivity. I'm sort of trying to find the right word and I'm purposely not using the word integration, right? So having another platform that just kind of sits on its own, that doesn't talk to any other platforms is not going to add value to, to any business. Um, so it's, it's really important. I know we spend a lot of time when we think about, um, you know, the technology that our clients have in place and we make recommendations for new technology. We map out the landscape because we, we want to make it clear of how these technologies can communicate one to the other. It's, it's really important to understanding uh, the flow, what data flows back. And I didn't use the word integration because, you know, a lot of people think integration means that's it. It's automatic. As soon as I enter something in one platform within, you know, two minutes or automatically it's in the next platform. And while that's amazing when you have that kind of integration, in order to make a, a CRM uh, viable, you don't need to have that. You can use things like um, you know, lists and exports and imports and uh, nightly downloads. These are all things that are really still very effective because they do meet that interconnectivity need without those automatic integrations. Yeah, and I think, you know, just to close this off, because I think this has been really um, kind of a, a timely topic, given kind of the, the roadmaps that we're in and, and what we're hearing from, from the brokers right now in, ter in terms of activating their, their sales and marketing. You know, the, the, just further to your point, Robin, I think more and more we're seeing kind of this industry kind of point one eye out to what's going on from a technology environment beyond insurance. And, and, you know, we're seeing a number now that have hired resources to bring forward a digital vision. And those individuals are sort of bringing in technologies from the outside world to activate, whether that's a chatbot that isn't born in the insurance landscape, but is a very, very um, recognizable and, and, and um, strong off the shelf piece of technology um, or it's a CRM platform or it's a data visualization platform. So more and more we're seeing this trend where they're looking at, well, wait a sec, is there something that we should be using? And I think what's in, what's key about that is that sometimes the insurance industry will have this um, opinion that everything is so unique to the industry and we need to sort of build everything or really select within technology vendors that are in this industry. And some of that is true. You know, there are some things that you cannot get away from. But I think as you look at the front end of the of the customer experience and those real touch points around sales and marketing and, and customer service, 
I mean, Salesforce has had to deal with, just using them as an example, not necessarily pushing that platform, but Salesforce has had to deal with legacy platforms across all industries, right? Mm -hmm. Legacy um, ERPs and accounting systems and customer management systems that, to your point, Robin, are the master records. And we do need to do a nightly download in order to bring it into our CRM. But those, those, those companies like Salesforce and others that have grown so quickly and have, and have really seen a shift where the front end of that process and the customer service touch points are really leveraging those technologies, it goes to show you that they have a place, to your point, Chris, you know, 20 years and we're now at actually at a place where it's, it's a necessity. So I think that's why we're hearing more about it. It's not like we have all the answers on how to plug it in because every broker is unique and every team is a little bit different in terms of size and shape, but some great things to come, I think, around the CRM and what it can do for uh, the insurance broker. So anything else we want to bring up or we're, we'll leave it at that. That's Good. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Take care.